This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good morning. Welcome to The Morning Beat. Thank you so much for joining us. We have a fantastic show for you today. We're covering everything from e-cigarettes and vaccine mandates to looks at the Met Gala last night. It's going to be a wild morning, Michaela. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good, honey. I'm feeling underwhelmed. Because I feel like the VMAs... There was so much queer representation. Am I screaming? Did you have to bring your... I hear that. My ears started to bleed a little, little early for that. Came in hot. I got a band Some Neosporin, perhaps. Sorry about that, honey. <laughs> um, the VMAs I thought were iconic. I was loving some of the looks that we got. Normani's uh, performance with Tiana Taylor. Uh, Chloe Bailey. <laughs> love, 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 love. Obsessed. So good. But the, v, uh, but the Met Gala was... Um, and not because of the people that were there. I was loving the diversity that was there. Sure. Didn't like the looks. Yeah. It's the Met Gala. The theme was American something... Uh, yeah. Uh, maybe that just tells us that we're a little more basic than we thought we were. But, you know, your friend, Mike Goyo, made a great point. Like, there's really great American designers. Yeah. Latinx black designers that we really could have like lifted up mm-hmm. and it was pretty basic i mean even like iman who looked iconic was wearing dolce and gabbana yeah like it's interesting to me that so many people chose you know houses <laughs> of, of italy basically you know yeah, the, right. the, the, the traditional fashion houses as opposed to going with american designers because there are a lot of fantastic American designers, and it's interesting that after a year off, this is what people came up with? Yeah. American independence was the, the theme of the I didn't Gala. get that at all last night. I didn't at all. Maybe basic. Maybe that's why it was so basic, like you said. Yeah. There were certain... like I, I, AOC, she tried to do a whole thing. I get it. You know, tax the rich. I got it. I understood. I didn't really like it. I didn't like it It either. felt a little bit like, whatever, quit preaching. And then on the other hand- I feel like, you know what? I feel like that too, and I think it's so funny that you and I are saying that considering the show that we host. Yeah. But I'm like- I support her, but we also- get it, queen. She like, annoys me a little bit. She You want to know the too. funny thing about huh. AOC's dress? That was actually from an American designer. Well, of course it was. So. Well, yeah. I mean- She would have been- okay, There's no way on earth a congresswoman is going to- who gets who gets called everything else other than American is going to go to that Met Gala and not wear an American designer. She would have been crucified. Yeah, she she already been. is being crucified for going to a $30,000 a plate dinner, you know, a fundraiser. That's what I'm saying. Don't say tax the rich. I, and I have a lot of opinions on that. And I, will I feel say like this. Can I say this one though? Yeah. I'm going to say it on air. Go. What? I love Sierra. 
I know, and I hated it. But I hated it until you explained to me yeah. why, because I would have done this for Lisa. So Russell Wilson's wife, uh, he plays for the Seattle Seahawks. She wore a basically lime green and blue jersey sequin dress that fit her like a glove. A glove. Uh, but it's the Seattle She's Seahawks beautiful. colors. And her hair and makeup were just everything. Well, now here was somebody that I thought really had the... I, I thought she wore it for different reasons. Kim Kardashian showed up and... I thought that the way that she was dressed was to honor the Afghan women <clears throat> who are now under the Taliban because... She's fully covered, head to toe. She's fully covered. Face and everything. <sighs> Turns out it's out of Donda because it's, it signifies the end of her marriage. Justin, don't tell us to save this for what's popping. We'll do what we want. What's our name? What's the show called? The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela. Hey, man, honey. Come on. Hey, man. Um, but yeah, we're also talking to Samuel Garrett Pate today. We are going to get more into the Met Gala a little bit later yeah. on in what's popping. Uh, but we're also talking to Samuel Garrett Pate today because the California recall election uh, that we've all been keeping our eyes on the last couple of months is finally here. Today is is actually election day. Uh, Vote no and Gavin Newsom stays in office. Vote yes and one of dozens and dozens of candidates could take over. Yeah. Larry Elder being one of them. Yeah. Uh, Joe Biden was here just last night campaigning with Gavin Newsom in Long Beach. Uh, Will it move the needle? Let's hope so. It looks like he could be okay. There'd have to be a massive, massive polling error for Gavin Newsom to not remain our governor as of tomorrow. Uh, But we'll keep you updated. Uh, Right now, though, it's time for news on the beat. Michaela, what do you have for us? All right, honey. Well, COVID-19 cases among U.S. children have risen almost 240% since July. American Academy of Pediatrics data shows kids now account for 29% of all cases reported nationwide. This substantial increase has coincided with school reopenings, and experts say vaccine mandates may be the only way to keep in-person classes viable. Children under 12 are not eligible for a vaccine yet, so advocates are urging parents to get vaccinated to protect their children. In China, authorities are rushing to contain what is being dubbed the country's first school-centered outbreak in the southern province of Fujian. Is that how you say it? You pronounce it? Sure. Great. The outbreak was traced to an elementary school and could become a huge problem if it's not contained before the national holiday next month when hundreds of millions of people are expected to travel in the country. All right, let's get into a little bit of weather. It's going to be a high of 81 in New York, 82 in L.A., 108 in Palm Springs, 66 in San Francisco, 88 in Atlanta, 84 in Chicago, 108 in Cathedral City, and 108 in La Quinta. Now give us a vibe of the day. This one's a little bit long, but listen, all right? Between stimulus and response, there is a space, and that space is our power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and our freedom. Amen, sis. You don't have to be a you don't have to be a maniac one way or the other. Or do. <laughs> See how that works out for you. <laughs> All right, coming up in what the health we're talking vaccine mandates and how this could affect you. Coming up next. Welcome back to the morning beat. It's almost time for our first round of what's popping this morning. But first, I'm going to tell you what's popping. Talking about feelings. That's what's popping, Michaela Gordon. Talk has the power to save lives. So you can join Channel Q, that's our station, Channel Q, on Thursday, September 23rd at 6 p.m. for I'm Listening. It's a live two-hour show featuring some of the biggest names in music and sports and insight from some of the most respected mental health professionals as we all strive to destigmatize talking about mental health. It's so important. You're going to hear stories from Billie Eilish, Lil Nas X, Lizzo, Normani, Doja Cat, Basically, everybody who was at the Met Gala last night and at the VMAs the night before, uh, so many more are going to be here. It's been a rough year for all of us. There's so much uncertainty, but you're not alone. It's okay to not be okay. So join us Thursday, September 23rd from 6 to 8 p.m. for I'm Listening right here on the Odyssey app. For more information, visit imlistening.org. Michaela, 
What else is popping? Well, honey, a lot is popping, and uh, it all is coming out of the Met Gala. Last night, Little Nas X rocked the Met Gala. The 22-year-old Grammy winner and out cover star slayed the VMAs. He looked really iconic to me. Uh, there was a little mishap. You said this, and uh, I hate this. Well, that was at the VMAs, though, two nights ago. It was a mishap. Yeah, there was a mishap yes. at the VMAs. Yep. But at the Met Gala, smooth sailing. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of costume changes the last a couple lot. of days for this guy. And I really loved it. Also, Troy Sivan wore a really uh, sexy black slinky dress. Looked gorgeous. We haven't heard from Troy Sivan in a minute. I think he's um, so hot. He's so hot, and he was joined uh, with his buddy Kim Petras. I didn't gag for Kim Petras's outfit. Me either. Um, I didn't like it. She said, "Coming in on the uh, the horse, I what did she say? The caption was like, coming in on the horse I rode on, Dave yeah. Cowgirl or something.' Very, very American theme. I think she was trying to go for. Of course. But uh, it's interesting because Troy Sivan though fascinates me because. We're all raised with this belief system that men have to dress a certain way and women have to dress a certain way, right? Yeah. And that you can only be attractive to certain things. And as a gay man, in our culture, especially white gay men, cis white gay men, we really, really, really sort of like worship hyper-masculinity. And like all the porn is like army porn or football porn, sports, abs, and that's like what we do, right? But I'm realizing these last couple of years, I'm like, I'm kind of into Lil Nas X in a dress. I'm kind of into Choice of Honor in a dress. I'm kind of into it. It's yeah. kind of hot. Yeah, I love it. I think he's beautiful. Who I was not into is Dan Levy. I don't know what that outfit was. It was <laughs> so, so not okay. I was not liking it. Was it was giving me a little bit like vagina lips. It was also giving me like the globe. It was giving yeah. me like a lot of different clouds. I don't know what was going on. Well, it was a colorful image of two men kissing, but like... He could have done it differently. However, what we're not talking about enough, um, I need to pull this up from my phone really fast and just give me one second. My friend Naz Perez, who did coverage for E, and she was Uh incredible and iconic. Yes. And was in the background of a photo that uh, Rihanna of Rihanna that looks incredible. Well, I love that. Okay, thank you for stalling. Okay, <laughs> Elliot Page wore a green flower on his tux. Yeah. And it actually is very symbolic in queer history. Uh-huh. Um, and it has to do with Oscar Wilde. It's called the green carnation. And it's what um, gay men would wear, a green carnation on their lapel to signify that they liked other men. I had and no so idea. And so nobody did really. And so... Uh, he wore that last night. Uh, and so for the queer community, it was, you know, it was beautiful. I know the leather strap on your left or right hand as a bracelet. And I know the handkerchief in your left or right pocket as like to let people know if you're a top or a bottom. I oh, got that one. Really? I well, the green the, carnation. Uh, yeah, I, I love it. All right. Well, coming up in the next hour, uh, Sammy Garrett Page joins us to talk about the recall vote happening today and Biden supporting Gavin Newsom last night. Gavin, oh God. <laughs> next. Remember when that song came out and it sort of got us through an entire section of COVID? Amen. The pandemic, rain on me. Justin, what did you just find? A nail? I, I just found a, looks oh, like mine. one of Michaela's nails on my oh, soundboard. Is that, is that one of your nails that fell off recently? Yeah, it is. Did Aww. you flick it at me? No, it did pop off yesterday though, and I wasn't sure where, and then nobody <laughs> noticed. So uh, I, I it saw is. it just lying here, like uh, uh, on one of the you it's know patches that I never use. So a beautiful I'm like, nail. Yeah, we'll give it yeah. back. I need it. Well, really? Welcome to the morning show, people. Yeah, they're press-ons, honey. I need it back. I will tell you this. What are you going to do? Wear it? Probably. You want it? I can actually auction it on eBay. Nobody wants that. Nobody Michaela wants Gordon's that. nail. Listen to me. This has been... I Look, I didn't want to go here, but you brought it up. 
I've had such nail trauma lately. I always keep my nails so nice and done. And I've been going to this place I always go. I got a full set, long red nails, obsessed with myself. They all broke off. So then I've been doing press on nails and those nails don't stay on either. It looks beautiful on your finger, Justin. Can I tell a personal story about how supportive you are as a friend while my partner was in the hospital last week? Yeah. Can I please tell the story? Well, I was going through it, honey. It <laughs> says to me, honey, anything. And she checked in on me all the time. She's my best friend. She's adorable. I love her to death and you're super supportive. But one day she goes, if you need anything, anything at all, please, so bad. please just tell me. Just let me know and I'm there for you, babe. I'm like, okay, well, I'd really go like, I'd like to go get an acai bowl and then let's go wash our cars together. I need to get out of the house and do something active and your car's really filthy and I'd like to do this for my partner so I can pick him up in a clean car when he gets released from the hospital. She goes, absolutely. I'll meet you there. Five minutes later. Okay, babe. So I broke my nail so I have to go get that fixed, but I'll totally meet you for the acai bowl part. And I'm like, you know what? It's fine. I'm good. I'm going to go. I was in my emotions. Oh, my God. Listen Never to met me. her. Sounds so <laughs> Anything bad. Anything you need. Anything at okay, all. Okay, 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 okay. My perspective was. The day before, I think she said something very similar. And then she was like, okay, yeah, but I also have rehearsal all day today. But, but tomorrow, though, for sure. I know. Listen, okay. I feel so bad. <laughs> because also, I, for me to get my nail fixed, it was going to take five minutes. And I had a gig that I needed to have my nails done for. Because when I hold the mic, you can see your nails. And if they're broke off, you look like trash. <laughs> However, so I was like, you go, it'll take me five minutes, I'll meet you there, we'll get the acai She didn't say the five minute part though, she didn't type that part. See, okay. I thought it was going to be like an hour process. No, it was just five minutes, they just had to glue the thing back on. This this is what happens when men and women are best friends. I know. because I'm. I know, I know, because I should have been like, no, I didn't get it right, I got it wrong. I feel so bad that you- And here we are yet again. Sorry, honey. Your nails look like- Trash. There There you have it. And I know- and I have the trash right here. I know. Well, don't throw it away because I need it. Are they Lee press on? Yeah. This little thing? Yeah, my they gra- are. I probably store those. Yeah, they are. I just can't keep these nails on to save my life. <laughs> also, I got acrylics and they literally broke off. I mean, it's not like I'm like doing construction. I'm just like itching myself. Welcome to the second hour yeah. of our show, ladies and gentlemen. Coming up this hour in about uh, uh, 10 minutes from now, we're going to be talking to Samuel Garrett Pate for Red, White, and Q about the uh, election or the election day here in California, the recall of Governor uh, Gavin Newsom. Is he going to stay in office? Amen. Or is he going to be recalled? And is Larry Elder going to be our next governor? Or a number of Larry other Elder. candidates? Who knows? Uh, but he's going to keep us informed here in about 10 minutes. So make sure you stick around for that conversation. This could have national implications, and it absolutely will regardless. Uh, right now, it's time for news on the beat. What do you have? All right. Well, there is a lot going on in the news today, honey. Uh, well, you have time for like one story because I talked a lot. So. Uh, yeah. Okay. So well, should that. we just go to weather? Where are we at? Do okay. one. You can do one. Uh, okay, it's going to be a long stream. <laughs> the California gubernatorial recall election Jesus God. gets underway today, and even though polls suggest Governor Gavin Newsom will emerge victorious, the issues in play probably won't go away quietly. The conservative effort to oust the governor gained stream, steam Okay, with discontent over Newsom's measures to fight the pandemic. However, his more recent moves, like vaccine mandates, have seen a broader swell of support. If he wins, the vote of confidence, so to speak, could embolden other leaders to adopt stiffer pandemic safety measures. However, some Republicans are already baselessly calling fraud in the election. Larry Elder, the far-right radio host turned politician, who's the GOP's leading contender in the recall race, has repeatedly warned supporters of cheating and is not committed to accepting the results. Larry, shut up. I feel like they just whine all the time. Voter fraud, voter fraud, voter fraud. You just, honey, you didn't win. Who's the snowflakes? 
That's what I'm saying. The liberals? Because they seem like they whine a lot. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't say voter fraud when I lost American Idol. I just lost, honey. Or when Al Gore won but lost, or Hillary Clinton won but lost. We didn't say voter fraud yeah. then. Yeah. It's going to weather. It's going to be a high of 108 in La Quinta, 108 in Cathedral City, 99 in Sacramento. 84 in Chicago, 88 in Atlanta, 70 in San Francisco, 77 in Houston, and 106 in Palm Springs. We're going to have a great conversation with Sam and Garrett Pate coming up. So stick around. Now, uh, give us a vibe of the day. Between stimulus and response, there is a space. In that space is our power to choose our response. Amen. Now, coming up, we're talking uh, Biden supporting Governor Newsom and the recall happening today with Sam and Garrett Pate and Red, White, and Q next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Eyes of the nation. This is not hyperbole. The eyes of the nation are on California. Because the decision you're about to make isn't just going to have, just going to have a huge impact on California. It's going to reverberate around the nation. And quite frankly, not a joke around the world. Truer words could not be spoken. That is President Joe Biden last night in Long Beach campaigning for Governor Gavin Newsom, whose recall election is finally here today in the state of California. Uh, This could have a ripple effect on the entire nation. And as Biden said right there, the entire world here to help us break it all down. Samuel Garrett Pate, uh, you were there last night, Sam. Uh, what, what, What did you take away from the event? Well, I I think that was the message that I took away and, and that I think most people did. I, that was, you know, just one of four or five different times that the president said that, that, that the eyes of the nation are on California today. And, and he's right. Um, you know, as Governor Newsom has said a number of times, as the president said last night, you know, we defeated Donald Trump last year, but we didn't defeat Trumpism. And I I think that's clear to most Americans, right? As you look around the country, you still see these Trump extremists, um, anti-LGBTQ, anti-choice, anti-science, anti-vax extremists who have been radicalized by Donald Trump 
and Fox News. Um, and they are being employed by national Republicans right now to try to force out the most pro-equality governor in California history um, and, and, you know, a Democratic governor of a of the most populous state in the country and replace him. This is their attempt today uh, to replace him with Larry Elder, who is a I mean, quite literally to the right of Donald Trump. This is a guy who said that he thought reparations should go to slave owners. This, this is a guy who also, said there should also... be no minimum wage and that women complain too much about sexual harassment. I mean, that's who they've put up. And let's just clarify, Larry Elder is also very much not a white man. Yeah, correct. Right. That's the wild part that's of crazy. it. Talking about reparations to slave owners is insane. But what's unfortunate to me, Sam McGarrett paid, I'll say I walked out of my house yesterday morning, still dark outside, and on my door, I live in West Hollywood, there were flyers saying, vote no. I mean, people, uh, including yourself, are doing so much work to spread the word, yet people are not taking it that seriously. The fact that this is even in question, that Governor Newsom could be beat by Larry the guy that says we don't have minimum wage and women complain too much like what's happening well this is the problem with the recall system right if this were an election where voters were asked do you want asked explicitly right do you want Gavin Newsom to be governor or Larry Elder to be governor it wouldn't be close but that's not the way the ballot is set up that's the effect Right. That is we will we will essentially end uh, today. We might not have the answers tonight because it takes time to count ballots. But but when this is over, we will have either Gavin Newsom or Larry Elder as governor because where Larry Elder is in the polls. But for voters, you know, this is not a normal election. You get two questions. The first one is, should Gavin Newsom be recalled or removed from office? If he if 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 more than 50 percent of voters say yes to that question, then it doesn't matter how many votes Larry Elder gets as long as he's the highest vote getter on question two. So you could have an election where. Fifty one percent of voters want to remove the governor from office and forty nine percent of voters want to keep the governor in office. He would be removed from office. Then you get to question two. Larry Elder might only get 20% of the vote, right? But if no one else of the like 48 candidates on the ballot, if no one else gets more than that, then you have a situation where 49% of voters said they want Gavin Newsom to be governor. But because that was less than 50, then you go to question two. And only 20% of voters said they want Larry Elder, but Larry Elder becomes governor. That's what's so ridiculous about this recall process. That's why after today we need to reform it. But right now, we're focused on exactly what Michaela just said, which is making sure every single voter in the state of California gets out, casts a ballot. We're encouraging them to vote no on question one, forget question two, and instead instead spend the time you would have spent on question two, focused on getting out every person you know, making sure they vote no on question one, and then question two becomes irrelevant. Sam, I got a question for you. Maybe you can explain this, because listen, I'm a diehard Democrat. I bleed so blue. And I'm also simultaneously constantly frustrated by Democrats. We live in a state that is so Democratic 
yet this happened to uh, this happened when Arnold Schwarzenegger Schwarzenegger became our governor. It could happen today to Governor Newsom. Uh, I remember when Prop 8 was a thing, it was very, very complicated. People thought they were voting yes for gay marriage, but they were actually voting yes to ban it. It's very complicated. But we have we have such a massive supermajority in the state. Why are these things allowed to happen? Why does it take something like this happening possibly a second time for Democrats to get their heads out of their butts and change it? Like, what is the actual issue? Because why would it ever benefit any Democrats in the state to have that sort of a recall system in the first place? Mm-hmm. Well, look, I I don't want to make it about benefiting Democrats versus benefiting Republicans. It it doesn't benefit democracy when you have a system like this, right? It is it is inherently undemocratic that 12 percent of voters, it only takes 12 percent of voters to trigger a recall election in the first place. This election is going to cost us three hundred million dollars. We are still fighting against the pandemic. We have wildfires in this state we have people um, living on the streets right into wildfires i mean come over. on we Los have homelessness, right no. these are real challenges and these are real challenges that by the way governor newsom has been tackling boldly but they cost money to tackle and instead 12 percent of voters of trump voters triggered a recall election that's costing us 300 million dollars the i do think this is something because it has now happened again uh, that the legislature is going to have to look at. But we've got to get through today because mm-hmm. they can't change the rules in the middle of the game. Um, so we've got to get through today, and then we can look at reforming the system because this isn't about benefiting Democrats or benefiting Republicans. It's about benefiting democracy and, and, and making sure that when we elect a governor, a minority of voters can't go throw him out of office two years later. Mm-hmm. Well, Sam McGrath, we want to continue having this conversation with you, uh, but with the vote today... A a familiar theme is already beginning. Uh, We're going to discuss more in depth with you for Red, White and Q. Again, whether or not you win or lose, will you accept the results of the election tomorrow? I think we all ought to be looking at election integrity, no matter whether you're a Democrat, an independent or a Republican. Let's all make sure that the election is a fair election. So let's all work together, no matter what the results are, to make sure that the results are, are valid and legitimate. And everybody who voted should have voted. Let's all do that together. Is that a commitment to accept the let's, results let's, of the election all, let's, tomorrow? Let's all do that together. Let's all work together uh, on both sides of the aisle to make sure that the election is a fair election. I am American. Well, there's no working together there. That's just yet another Republican conspiracy theorist uh, saying, uh, refusing to say that they'll accept the uh, election results. Hello. Like, once again, planting that seed, that's Larry Elder, uh, just yesterday, I believe, uh, when asked about this this recall election of Governor Newsom. <laughs> Governor, I call him Gavin. I can't, no, I I can't unsay I it. I know. Ever since you said it one time to me, Michaela. And I, I kind of love it. Gavin Newsom, <laughs> the governor of this great state of Thank California. You. Samuel Garrett Pate, is this just another page out of the Trump playbook? And if it seems to be working, what's what's the counter to that? Like, how do we how do we move past this sort of era of politics? Well, I'll tell you why it is, because, you know, he said the right words, which are, oh, we, we've got to focus on making sure that the election is fair and secure and and. Absolutely. Most people would agree with that. Here's the problem. Larry Elder, the front, the Republican front runner uh, on question two of the recall, which is if the governor is already recalled, who should replace him? Um, so the leading replacement candidate 
maybe may have said that on uh, in an interview yesterday, but you didn't hear him say that he would accept the election results if the election were were fair and he lost. Um, and what he was doing at the same time is he also launched a website a day early, apparently, uh, uh, alleging massive voter fraud. So they've already built their website alleging massive voter fraud, even though polls are still open until 8 p.m. tonight. Well, I think so there's no there's no intellectual honesty there. He's gearing up to do exactly what you said, which is take a page out of the Trump playbook. And he's unhappy with the results. So he's going to allege that, that someone else cheated. And does democracy a disservice in the in the meantime? I have a question for you. Let's say that uh, Larry Elder obviously doesn't win. What do you think his next steps along with the Republican Party would be? Um, would they come back with a vengeance? I mean, you said yesterday that the Trump supporters were vicious last night. They're angry. They are getting more and more power taken away from them. I mean, could you see yeah, where does something happen? Yeah, where does it go? Well, I, I, I want to be really clear for anyone uh, listening in the state of California that I don't think it's obvious that Larry Elder won't win tonight. I think that this is still, you know, you have an opportunity to cast a ballot until 8 p.m. tonight. Get it done. Do not leave this to chance. We've all seen that, you know, polls can say one thing, but then the people who turn out may say different, may say otherwise. And uh, these things end up often end up a lot closer than they may look in the polls in the days leading up. Do not leave it to chance. Do not take the chance that Larry Elder, someone to the right of Donald Trump, could become governor of the nation's most populous and most when one of the bluest states in the country. All that being said, where do we go from here? Look, you know, I think that unfortunately you have a former president who, by the way, made the same allegations of voter fraud before polls have even closed. Um, And you have a massive news network in Fox News, but then you also have all of these, you know, even more unhinged right-wing news sources like OAN um, and you have uh, propaganda websites just spewing disinformation and what, and the effect that that's had, right, is they've radicalized a minority of Americans, but a very vocal minority of Americans. And that doesn't just lead to people, you know, screaming on the sides of the street at little children, like we saw the Trump supporters doing in Long Beach last night. That leads to events like January 6th. And that's why this is dangerous. Yeah. Listen, I, I, I hear all of that. And I hope today turns out, you know, that we don't have to worry about anything. Because one of my things, living under Donald Trump for so many years, I found solace in the fact that I'm a Californian. And I felt safe and protected as a queer man under Gavin Newsom, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. He's the most pro-equality governor we've ever had in this state. I support him wholeheartedly. I sent my ballot in the day I got it. Um, I will say, though, if a state like Georgia, Georgia can elect two Democratic senators on the same day and we can't pull our ish together today as Californians and get this thing done, 
I don't want to be a part of it. I'm so I, I, I listen. I tell you, I'm such a Democrat, and I'm so so sick and tired of Democrats. I feel like we're spineless. I feel like we're disorganized. I feel like we we are ready to die on hills that aren't worth dying on, and I'm tired of it. I want to fight for everybody, but I feel like our messaging is so all over the place as Democrats lately, and it's frustrating well, because it opens a door for like these conspiracy theorists to fill in all these gaps. And since Barack I, Obama, I, I feel I, like we haven't had a message, you know, that resonates with people. In, in years now, and it is frustrating. I can't, you know, I, I really can't say that I, I agree with that. I, I, I think that... Well, I it's, not about agree, it's not about agreeing either. It's, it's it looking at the state of the country and looking at election results. You know, 2008... Right, but, but, but it is not... It, it is not an inherent failure of Democrats that you have a bunch of crazy people who have been radicalized by Fox News. What we need to do here... So for people listening along at home, right... Who are, who are similarly distraught by the prospect of a Governor Larry Elder, um, similarly distraught by the prospect of yet another election where you have Republicans alleging massive voter fraud with no basis, in fact. The best thing we can do is make sure it's not close. Yeah. Make sure it's a blowout. Make sure that it is, this is not even a question tonight. So we need to make sure that every single one of our do not sit home and think, oh, he's got it in the bag. Mm-hmm. I'll just, you know, watch it on television tonight. No, if you have a ballot, fill it out. It is one question. It takes you 30 seconds. You fill in one bubble. It is like a one question, multiple, cho- you know, multiple choice test. You fill in one bubble. You fold it up, you put it in the envelope, you sign it on the back, and then drop it off at a Dropbox. There are Dropbox is all over your community. Um, you can drop it off at your polling place until 8 p.m. tonight. It can go in a Dropbox or at your polling place. Um, or you can take it to the post office. Do not put it in your mailbox today, yep. right? Because nope. it has to be postmarked today. Yep. Yeah. You have to make sure that they receive it today. Don't take the chance that you're your uh, postal worker doesn't come to your mailbox today because, you know, they get bit by a Listen, dog down Sam, the street. I wish we had more Take time. Take it to you know, the post office. You know we love you. We know we love all yeah. that you do. I will I mean, say this. I will say this. November 3rd was a blowout. Joe Biden won by 7 million votes when we still had an insurrection on January 6th. So, well, that's why as I a nation, the we've, got, yeah, we've got to do something better. Look, something I'm just ha- going to say it. I'm voting for Caitlyn Jenner. Thank you so much, Sam. Oh, my Kate. God. Don't even make Coming that joke. Up, RuPaul, no. what's oh, poppin'? No. The worst. Caitlyn Jenner, thank you guys so much. <laughs> T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. 
Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Welcome back to the Morning Beat. It's time for another round of What's Poppin'. Before I let Michaela Gordon take it away, though, I want to tell you about something else that's popping. Uh, here at Channel Q, we understand that talk has the power to save lives. So join us on Thursday, September 23rd at 6 p.m. for I'm Listening. It's a live two-hour show featuring some of the biggest names in music and sports and insight from some of the most respected mental health professionals as we all strive to destigmatize talking about mental health. Hear personal stories from Lil Nas X, Billie Eilish, Justin Bieber, Shakira, Doja Cat, and more. This year, it's been challenging yes. for a lot of us, right? Yes. Uh, uncertainty uh, in all of our lives, but you're not alone. It's okay to not be okay. So join us on Thursday, September 23rd from 6 to 8 p.m. for I'm Listening right here on the Odyssey app. For more information, visit imlistening.org. Michaela Gordon, I'm listening to you. What's poppin'? Thanks, honey. Thanks for listening. Well, RuPaul is back in the news. Now, you know my mother, Michelle Visoge. Is one of my favorite people in the world, uh, but they are celebrating together because RuPaul wins his sixth hosting Emmy, ties for most Emmys for a black artist, and I think it's incredible. Listen, RuPaul has so changed the world, changed the red carpets, changed, I mean, we're seeing so much visibility with drag queens and now our trans community and I'm here for it. I, I think it's incredible. I love RuPaul. Um, Simone actually went to the Met Gala yesterday as um, inspired by RuPaul from 1996. It was gorgeous. I love to see it. And uh, it was great. So love that. Love RuPaul. Congratulations. Very exciting stuff. I love me some Simone. Gigi Good helped uh, did her makeup. Yeah. Oh, I love that she's bringing on she's Gigi posting, good. Yeah, because Gigi was posting it on her Instagram yesterday. I was watching. I was like, no, I want Gigi at the at the Met Gala. Yeah. I want a whole table of queens. Because I think it was Lewis Hamilton uh, bought the table for the young black designers. Uh, ended up being hosted by Anna Wintour, which was fantastic. Law Roach was there at yes. that table. Shakari Richardson sat at that yes. table. Um, but uh, I would love to see a table of just all queens. Me too. Come on, RuPaul or Viacom or somebody. Yeah. VH1. Somebody. Like, you can, you can have the money. Fork it out. Yeah, I love it. I'm so excited. Excited to see it. All right. Well, coming up in our next hour, we're continuing conversations. Uh, what happens when two fighting uh, factions try to put on their version of Pride? Uh-oh. Uh, we're going to discuss. Yeah. Basically, coming up next. That's right. You're listening to The Morning Beat. Thank you so much for being here as we... Uh, anxiously await the outcome of this recall election in our home state here of California could have implications across the country and around the globe. We talked to Samuel Garrett Pate about that, our political expert in the last hour. If you missed that conversation, download the Odyssey app, listen to our show as a podcast. He had some really uh, insightful thoughts uh, on this recall election. Uh, Coming up in about 15 minutes, though, we've got somebody else who has thoughts on the election. It's Rose McGowan uh, speaking out recently. Uh, She's been at the center of the the Time's Up Me Too movement for years, uh, outspoken advocate for women. And she is supporting Larry Elder, the Republican who doesn't believe in a minimum wage and thinks women need to shut up. So I'm kind of confused by that. But she could have a point. 
There's a reason she's not supporting Gavin Newsom, and we're going to share her side of the story because we do try our best to give everyone a voice here at Channel Q. Amen. Uh, we're going to do just that in about 15 minutes from right now. Uh, but currently, it is time for news on the beat. Michaela, what do you have for us? All right, a Christian radio and TV host who is known for mocking people who died of AIDS has died of COVID-19 at age 62, Denver Bible Church pastor Bob Enyart. Yes, made local headlines last year when he sued his state over its mask mandate, and then this year when he called for a boycott of the COVID-19 vaccines. A pastor at the Denver Bible Church, Enyart, made the families of people who died of AIDS angry in the 1990s when he would gleefully read their obituaries, jeez, on his show, Bob Enyart Live, and call them sodomites. He would then play another one, Bites the Dudes, by Queen. Uh, Bob Enyart and his wife Cheryl Enyart contracted COVID-19 recently and tested positive two weeks ago. Neither of them were vaccinated. Fellow Colorado right-wing radio host Fred Williams announced on Facebook yesterday that Bob Enyart passed away. Um, okay, I feel like I'm done with this story. I'm gonna say, I'll, I'll say it. Good effing bye. Yeah. Like, I never want to wish ill will on people, but he's a disgusting, yeah. vile human being. I mean, honestly, though, I didn't know about this guy before, yeah. and I don't want to give him attention yeah, now. I, I like, that's so gross. I've heard of him. I don't want to talk about him, really, but I think that, you know, I, I hope that his soul finds some sort of peace somewhere because he he did not offer that same grace to countless uh, people who were dying during the height of the AIDS pandemic. And if you're going to spew such hatred and then go out in such an ironic way... I'm fine with it. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Bob, for your services. Okay. Moving on. COVID-19 cases among U.S. children have risen almost 240% since July. American Academy of Pediatrics data shows kids now account for 29% of all cases reported nationwide. The substantial increase has coincided with school reopenings, and experts say vaccine mandates may be the only way to keep in-person classes viable. Children under 12 are not eligible for a vaccine yet, so advocates are urging parents to get vaccinated to protect their children. In China, authorities are rushing to contain what is being dubbed the country's first school-centered outbreak in the southern province of Fujian. The outbreak was traced to an elementary school and could become a huge problem if it's not contained before the National Day holiday next month, when hundreds of millions of people are expected to travel in the country. All right, rounding out news this hour, uh, Secretary of State Antony Blinken appeared before the House Foreign Affairs Committee yesterday, becoming the first Biden administration official to publicly account to Congress for the chaotic, violent U.S. withdrawal from Afghanistan that ended last month. Though the hearing brought few answers, it did set up what will likely become an ugly battle between Biden officials defending the hurried exit and Republican lawmakers heavily criticizing it. The painful topic could become especially contentious as we enter the midterm election season. Meanwhile, people in Afghanistan are facing spiraling poverty, possible starvation, and economic collapse under Taliban rule. The Taliban has also mandated segregation of genders in classrooms and required women and girls to wear uh, hijabs. I always get it wrong. Hijabs? In academic settings. You know, I said it, I really, I really do wish that Kim Kardashian would have protested the way I thought she was. It had to do with Donja, but she was covered in head to toe. And um, I thought it was going to represent the Afghan women who are now stuck under Taliban rule because that's what they want. It's not, it starts with the yeah. jobs, but it's going to be well, we saw gloves. All, yeah. It's going to we be saw the face. Yes. We talk about the memes. Totally. The, the progression of more and more cover up. I, I, now that you say it, I do wish that's what she, I didn't know what her point was. I thought maybe she just didn't want to do her hair and makeup. Yeah. So she just wore the thing over her face. Totally, but she did do her hair and makeup. 
Glamsdale? There was photos of her in Glamsdale. I'm like, why? How? Um, this is just so sad to me. It just makes me so angry. Those women that did not live under Taliban rule for 20 years. Here they are. Here they Different are. World. Can't even get out. All right, let's get into some weather. It's going to be a high of eight, 106 in Palm Springs, 75 in Houston with light drizzle, 81 in Kansas City, 70 in San Francisco, 86 in Atlanta, 84 in Chicago, a high of 108 in Cathedral City and 108 in La Quinta. Now give us a vibe of the day. Between stimulus and response, there is a space, and that space is our power to choose our response. Find that space. Find that space. All right, coming up, speaking of women, Rose McGowan is coming out um, in support of Larry Elder. People are very quick to call her crazy. Does she have a point? We'll discuss next. So one of the most outspoken uh, activists in all of Hollywood these last few years has been Rose McGowan. Uh, She sort of helped sort of launch the Me Too Time's Up movement that swept through Hollywood. Claims against Harvey Weinstein that proved to be true. Uh, He's now in prison. Uh, But the the fallout from that is still everywhere. It's seeped into the political world. And here in the state of California, especially Los Angeles, politics and entertainment are very, very closely intertwined. Um, And she explains why, as a lifelong Democrat, she is not supporting Governor Newsom today in her words. So when I finally got on the phone with Jennifer Siebel Newsom for what I assumed was about movie projects, imagine my surprise when she says, what can Boyce Schiller do to make you happy? And I, again, I had no idea who that was. So I, I just said nothing and hung up on her. That was my last contact with her. So she's talking about the governor's wife. Right. Uh, you know, look, I'm going to say this is the only woman in the room and uh, representing, you know, myself and my partner as women everybody is always very quick to say oh she's crazy or oh that woman's crazy anytime they react or have an opinion well clearly rose mcgowan wasn't that crazy because she brought down hollywood she helped bring down predators men that took advantage of women and men And it changed the dynamic of Hollywood, and thankfully so, because I sat in the same rooms as those men that were sexually assaulting women and holding big roles over these women's head. So before we say, oh, she's crazy, I mean, she took a lot of people down. Number two, are we saying she's crazy because she's going against Governor Newsom and that's who we need to be choosing? Wait, who's saying she's crazy for? Because nobody in this room is saying she's crazy. Well, you did. No, I no, I told her that this morning before we had this conversation. No, 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 and I explained that to you. I've interviewed her in person. She's a crazy person. Like she's oh, a wild okay. person. I don't think she's crazy for for saying what she said about Hollywood and politics at all. Okay. Now, well, maybe then Justin, you said it, Governor Newsom, before we had this conversation in depth. It, I, I mean, I, I like I've heard things are rumbling around her, but uh, I've never actually called her crazy. I said she's out out there and eccentric. Yeah, my my only, my, I interviewed her, gosh, like six years ago, seven years ago, before any of this stuff. And that's that's my only, like, judgment of her is based on that. Got it. Well, I know other people have also been like, Rose McGowan, she's crazy. Because she is. She's out there. But I I think I just feel um, like it bothers me and maybe I'm defensive about it because I've been called crazy when Mm -hmm. I was telling the truth about something, you know, and so have other women. And we're coming into a world where now women are starting to 
be equal and women don't really have to placate to the man anymore. Yeah. And so stories are coming out that maybe are uncomfortable. And to be fair, that word, I, and that's not a word I should use, period, regardless of what, what I think of anybody, man, woman or other. Like the word crazy. I'm not. I'm, who am I? I'm not. I can't. I can't. I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a therapist. Yeah, I do. You know, too. It's just a lazy word that I probably threw out. Had nothing to do with her in this instance, though, with Harvey Weinstein or Governor Newsom. I think we have more audio of of Rose explaining further why she is taking the stance. Do I agree with him on all points? No. So what? He is the better candidate. He is the better man. That's the part that gets me a bit. I can understand saying no to Gavin Newsom. What I can't get behind is then saying, I support Larry Elder, he's the better man, when he's told women just to sh- shut up and stop talking, and that he doesn't believe in minimum wage or rights for, for queer people. That's a bit too far. Like, if she really wants to die on this hill, I get it. You can say Gavin Newsom is bad, and also there's no good Republican candidate, or choose another. There are, what, three dozen? There are plenty to choose from. Yeah. It feels like by jumping on the Larry Elder train— She's aligning herself with that sort of Trumpism thing that's happening, which my fear is if if her mission is to elevate the voices of women, especially victims, and I hope that is and I think that is actually her mission in life. I believe that. In much in the same way that Leah Remini's mission is to save those totally. from like, cults and, and religion and, and Scientology and all of that. And I love that about Rose. I think then by aligning yourself with Trumpism, which is what Larry Elder is, it's doing you more harm than good because I want her message to get out there. I really genuinely do. Yeah. I just don't know that Larry Elder's the conduit to that message, and that's what concerns me the most. And then when we had our discussion off air, like this is what I brought up, and my main point is, you know, this is devastating for Newsom's wife. I'm not voting for Newsom's wife. I'm voting for Gavin Newsom. But I don't agree with that at all. First of all, it may be devastating for Gavin Newsom's wife, but if Gavin Newsom's wife called Rose and said that, then she needs to take accountability for that. Because also, of course. the way I, that I we reprimand, reprimand men, yeah. I'm going to reprimand the wife as well and women as well who play into any part of that. Okay, so then let's just angels advocate here. Let's just say that because we always want to support women and believe women. Mm-hmm. Well, this is an interesting scenario. It's a woman's word versus another woman's word. So do we automatically just assume that Rose is completely accurate and that uh, Miss Mag- Mrs. You know, uh, Newsom is lying through her teeth or is the truth somewhere else in the middle? I don't know. And that's, it, that's tricky. So why can't well, we also believe her then? I mean, maybe. I think that Governor Newsom's wife is in politics and so she's going to be politically correct she's going to cover up things but, rose her track record she brought a lot of people down she's told the truth about a lot but she however does, here's the thing she's not in politics she's a documentary filmmaker i mean but she's, she's married to a ma- politician yeah, and we know how that politician. goes she's got to act a certain yeah. way she's still representing her husband i think and i think that you said you know we're not voting for her we're voting for newsom but i mean listen a wife and a husband at the end of the day have a lot of influence on each other, in my opinion. Okay. And I, I think that for me personally, I don't make a lot of decisions without Lisa's opinion. Okay, that, that's fair. I hear that. But then also that has to cut both ways. Let's let's backtrack to all the people who would not vote for Hillary Clinton because of Bill Clinton's indiscretions. And a lot of people held her to his past choices based on her standing by her man. 
is it the same scenario now that Gavin Newsom's wife is trying to support him in this way or whatever she's doing and Rose has issue with it and Rose I think has every right to have issue with it if this is the way that it went down I understand that but do we hold Gavin Newsom then accountable for his wife actions if I per- and I'm say- speaking to me personally I was not willing to hold Hillary Clinton responsible for Bill's actions yeah and but I, I that think that if Hillary and Bill were <clears throat> running now no way. They would crucify Hillary. Well, she did in 2016. She got crucified. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't it's that It's a generational yeah. thing, too. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Young people, don't have, they don't have the patience for it. They don't. Yeah. They don't. And so, you know, I don't know. I'm happy to, I'm happy that we can just have this conversation. I think it's food for thought. Yeah. And I think that it's just all, you know, my whole point is I just want to empower women. Sure. And I'm just so tired of, you know seeing sexism happen still so often and you know it just just bothers me and especially if gavin newsom's wife was trying to silence rose that's like the worst kind yeah that's like the worst kind of like hatred like same on same and i think that's the crazy thing not that you called her crazy but i think uh maybe then i've heard other people say that and i'm like that's such a cop-out like don't call somebody crazy because you want to hold on to power yeah i hear you yeah it's like mental health all right well coming up uh Everyone's favorite former mayor was definitely not drunk at a 9-11 event, and we'll defend him next. There was a time before Mayor Pete became America's mayor when somebody by the name of Rudy Giuliani was considered America's mayor. You know, we just honored those who lost their lives and those who sacrificed for us on uh, the 20th anniversary of September 11th, 9-11 this weekend. Um, But looking at Rudy Giuliani, you think it's been a lot more than 20 years and he's been through a lot more because the guy's rough. He's a shell of the man he once was um, and had this to say in front of a live audience recently. Just just take a listen. I don't want to sound like a name dropper, but I told this to the Queen of England. She said, you did, you did a wonderful job on September 11th, and therefore I'm making you an honorary knight, commander of the royal something or other. I turned down a knighthood because if you took a knighthood, you had to lose your citizenship. Not true, actually. You don't have to. Um, this is the most iconic speech. A quick Google search would have shown him that. Also, this is the 20th anniversary of 9-11. This is the speech he's giving dinner. at a dinner. Oh, my Oh, it gets God. it gets way better. Uh, Rudy Giuliani, remember, Donald Trump's personal mayor or personal uh, attorney, <laughs> Uh, goes on to then dig himself a little bit deeper and bring up Prince Andrew? I know Prince Andrew is very uh, questionable now. I never went out with him. Ever. Never. Never had a drink with him. Never was with a woman or a young girl with him. Ever, what? ever, ever. What? I met him in my office and one time when we had the party. Right, Bernie? You were there. Who's Bernie? Who's Bernie? <laughs> Just a random dude Wait, in the at audience. at your wedding, I'm going to give a speech and I'm going to go, right, Bernie? Remember that? No one will know who Bernie There's is. There's no, there will, there will be no Bernies at my wedding. I know. I'm just going to say it. Wow, weird is this? This is okay. the most insane speech. Honestly, okay, I'm not, I'm into it. Here's the thing. I don't like that it was a 9-11 20th anniversary dinner. Awful. The speech, however, in other contexts is iconic. Well, keep in mind, 9-11, he's walking hand-in-hand hand with George W. Bush and Hillary Clinton through the rubble of the World Trade Center, right? And fast forward 20 years, George W. Bush gives a speech, the former president this weekend, where he just basically rails on Trump 
and blames Trumpism um, and makes a connection to the attack on 9-11 leading to Trumpism, right? Hmm. Hillary Clinton, staying above the fray, won the presidency by 3 million votes, didn't get elected, went for a long, long walk in the woods. Oh, God, she and, sure uh, did. And now she's just going and enjoying Broadway musicals from time to Good time. That's her. what she does for a life, you know, right? And 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 spends time with her, with her granddaughter. Rudy Giuliani, on the other hand, is giving speeches like this okay. in front of live audiences hammered out of to, his mind. To be fair, he apologized. He Well, he did. He, says he he's has not a statement. A, he's not a drunk. And I think right now what we're going to do is, this is not actually Rudy Giuliani, but these are very much his words. This is a statement released by his team. Uh, we're going to do a live reenactment. Right. Uh, we've got an actual uh, actress in the room right mm. now by the name of Michaela Gordon. You go, Queen. As Rudy Giuliani, take it away. <clears throat> I am not a drunk. I don't think I've ever been publicly drunk in my life. The last time I was, was probably in college. I like to drink scotch and have cigars. That's where it probably comes from, AJ. I drink moderate amounts of scotch. I'm up, Bernie, look at me, Bernie, I'm up here. I mostly drink scotch because I like to have it with cigar. Where am I, where am I in the statement? Where am I in the... Here we are. And caricature, caricature, character. Who wrote this? Who wrote, you wrote this? Where am I? Where am I? I gotta do something about this. I, is this 9-11? This is 9-11? I'm, I got, I thought it was something else. Really, God bless America, okay? And God bless Italian Americans. Jesus H. Wow. Thank you. So beautiful. So beautiful. Give her the Oscar. I want the macaroni or I want nothing at all. To clarify, the first half of that statement was completely accurate. She went off the rails a bit there about midway through, but... I am not an alcoholic. He did say that. I used the word functioning. (laughs) I don't know why I used the word functioning. I'm not an alcoholic. I'm 77 years old. I've never been an alcoholic. I've never been treated for alcoholism. I've worked every day in my life. The longest time I ever took off was for COVID. That's a direct quote, ladies and gentlemen. Rudy Giuliani. Why he said? Why did I use the word functioning? (laughs) (laughs) It's totally fine. Nothing to see here, people. Nothing Nothing to to say. Hey, hey. Next time we go into Brian Holt's office, I'm gonna go like this. I'm a functioning alcoholic. I'm not an alcoholic. I'm. Why did I say the word functioning? You know what, Michaela? Talk has the power to save lives, uh, and our listeners have the opportunity to do something really cool. You know, we get to talk through emotions all the time here on, on The Morning Beat. It's what I love about our show. Uh, and our listeners have the chance to join Channel Q on Thursday, September 23rd at 6 p.m. for I'm Listening. It's a live two-hour show featuring some of the biggest names in music and sports and insight from the, uh, some of the most respected mental health professionals because uh, we're all striving to destigmatize uh, talking about mental health. You're going to hear personal stories from Lil Nas X, Billie Eilish, Lizzo, Normani, Doja Cat, Shakira, and more. Uh, this year has been rough, uh, but you're not alone. It's okay to not be okay. So hey. join us. <laughs> That's right. On Thursday, September 23rd from 6 to 8 p.m. for I'm Listening right here on the Odyssey app. For more information, visit imlistening.org. Odyssey app is also where you can listen to our show as a podcast if you ever miss an episode. So make sure you download it today. Uh, right now, though, it's time for uh, What's Poppin'? Uh, what do you have for us? Okay, this is very exciting. According to Deadline. 
Wait, is there a Glee update? There's a Glee update. Wait, what? There's a Glee update because it might be coming back, honey. No. Fox Entertainment President Michael Thorne is open to bringing the classic and groundbreaking musical comedy Glee back to the network. He mentioned the show while talking about another Fox show that's made a few comebacks, 24. When talking about classic Fox shows, he'd like to see make a comeback. He did mention Glee, saying he'd love to do more of the groundbreaking musical series. He's especially interested now as the network has a new musical series, The Big Leap, which owes a lot to Glee. Now, while Ryan Murphy is a superstar writer, director, and producer now, Glee was his first network show. He had previously had shows on the WB and FX. Um, listen to me. <clears throat> I'm dying right now. Uh, I would literally love to be a part of this. Honestly, I'm just going to put it out there. Ryan Murphy, if you can hear me, I auditioned for Glee when it first came out. I was on American Idol afterwards and I auditioned. I obviously did not book it. I'd like to book it now. I guess my concern is, is it is it a reboot? Is it a continuation? Is it a brand new cast? Uh, unfortunately, there's been so much trauma. I mean, half the original characters have died have passed, yeah. since the show. And nobody even likes Leah Michelle anymore. So what does that look like? Do you know what I mean? Like, I know. How do, you, how do you have a show without Corey Mott, like, without, without Puck, without, you know, Naya Rivera, Santana? Santana. How, how do you have that show anymore? I don't know. I don't know. I guess they'll need me. Or maybe just a couple of the characters come back and usher in a new class of students. Yeah, maybe they're the teachers now. It's you a know, reboot. It takes place in Lima, Ohio, which is 30 minutes from where I grew up. Oh, my God. It's very much not like Lima, Ohio at all. I love- Lima, Ohio is like trash. <laughs> not like it's, that. It's a rough town. Not like that. Well, listen, I think it would be amazing. I think that um, there's not really any shows like that where there's singing and comedy and everything involved. And well, you I... Remember that pilot episode where they did Don't Stop Believing? That was the end of the pilot episode. They yeah. released that like a full three or four months before the show came out. That entire summer, it was released in the springtime. The whole summer there was a buildup. All my little gay friends in New York City were losing their minds and then it came out that fall and just skyrocketed. Yeah. That's literally what I had to sing to audition. I look back now and I'm like... <sighs> Why didn't I have somebody guiding me? I went in there and I sang Don't Stop Leaving. Then I went outside and I smoked a cigarette. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Michaela, they did have other shows like Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. That was on NBC for a while. And now I think it's on one of the streaming services. So, I mean, there are other streaming shows and other shows that had that kind of singing mentality. Maybe. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I just feel like Glee was so iconic. It was like the original. Definitely was. You know, thousand percent. All right. Well, coming up, I'm so excited for America's Got Talent. Brian Justin Crum is joining us. He's doing a fabulous show with Drag Race's very own Katya this week. And we've got the details coming up. Welcome back to the Morning Beat. We have a fantastic final hour ahead for you. Coming up in about 15 minutes, we're going to be joined for a live conversation with the the mastermind behind an event taking place this Thursday here in Los Angeles that our girl Michaela Gordon is taking part in. I can't wait to go check it out. There's also a ball involved, honey. It's called Reverie, and uh, and Brian Justin Crum is the creator and is going to be joining us here on the Morning Amen. Beat shortly. Um I'm excited about this. I'm excited about about Thursday. You have a huge week. Thursday, you've got this iconic performance. And that's just not the, that might not even be the highlight of your week. Who knows? Yeah. Because the very next day, you're hopping on a plane to New York City, honey. And you're opening for who? Who? Diplo and Kygo, baby. No no big deal. No big deal. I mean, come on. No big deal. You know, though, I'll tell you what. I feel very grateful. And I'm like, 
Normally, I like stress out. I act like a psycho. But I think so many performers, even you're feeling this. Wow, it was so difficult being stuck in the house last year, not doing mm-hmm. what we love to do, and Honey, not. It's, it's Tuesday, and I've booked two gigs so far this week. Yeah, and I didn't book a gig for a year and a half. Yeah, it's rough. It's rough, but it feels amazing. You know, I love to wear my gowns. Uh, I love gowns. Can you stop telling me um, how we're going to dress our entire wedding party? Can you just stop sending me pictures? Stop. I have good ideas. No, you tell us what you're getting, then you say, <laughs> make everybody match me. That's not how it works. <laughs> so just a heads up. Why would I say that? Because you're you. I did say that. Why would I say that? Have I, I just want everyone to look beautiful. Have I officially asked you to be in my wedding no, party No, I'm in it. I don't need the official <laughs> ask. I know where I stand. I know what I'm singing You're and wild. I know what gown I'm wearing. You're wild. Could you imagine if I wasn't and I like showed up full blo- like full blown like, all right, gals. Behind behind the scenes, I'm having this secret conversations with my fiance. And I'm like, okay, we have to put her in the wedding now. Like, like I know it wasn't the plan, but do. like I'm afraid if we don't, like what she might do. I'm afraid of her. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you're gonna have to you have to hold out and see if I if I actually ask you to be in my wedding party or not. Whatever, girl. The suspension is building. It's not for me. I'm in it. So well, here, the test starts now. How good are you at playing Barbara Walters? Want to do some news on the beat? Yes, I do. <laughs> I'm Barbara Walters. Barbara Wawa. <laughs> Barbara Wawa. <laughs> Take it Listen, away. I already did Rudy Giuliani. Okay, I've done enough for today. Let's just clarify: you impersonated Rudy. You did not do Rudy. Rudy Giuliani. Oh my God! Could you imagine if I? <laughs> I already did, did Rudy Giuliani today. Okay. Well, Rudy, back in the day when he was a normal person well, and he young, he could have got it. He could have got it back in the day. Yeah. You know who else could have gotten it back who? in the day? Joe Biden. Really? He was a hottie. You know who couldn't have? Who? Donald Trump. Ever. Never, He's always ever, been ugly. ever. He's always been what? hideous. So weird. I would never. There, Obama's hot. He can still get it. He can still get it. We He's should, serving daddy energy. Make this hey, a guys, game. how about we make this a game? Yeah, <laughs> yeah we should well, definitely. Let presidents Tomorrow, be you guys bone. can, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in, in rank of bonability. I would have taken Hillary Clinton back in the day. She was a little awkward and cute back in her, like, Wellesley days. Yeah, Lisa had the biggest crush on her. Whoa. Lisa actually went when she was in college to, like, rally and, like, be obsessed with Hillary Clinton. I love it. How about Don't William you love Henry that? Harrison, guys? I don't know Ew, who that is. Justin. Who is that? Huh? A really old dead person. Ew, you're he into sex with dead people, Justin? This is taking Justin, a turn. you're such a strange... You're, this is, this is what happens when you try to do humor with Justin Bernal yeah, as the producer. Justin, Justin just, just I'm to the news. Turn your mic off. COVID-19 cases among us children, U.S. children and us children, have risen almost 240% since July. American Academy of Pediatrics data shows... Kids now account for 29% of all cases reported nationwide. This substantial increase has coincided with school reopenings, and experts say vaccine mandates may be the only way to keep in-person classes viable. Children under 12 are not eligible for a vaccine yet, so advocates are urging parents to get uh, vaccinated to protect their children. Obviously, uh, in China, authorities are rushing to contain what is being dubbed the country's first school-centered outbreak. Uh, the outbreak was traced to an elementary school and could become a huge problem if it's not contained before the National Day holiday next month when hundreds of millions of people are expected to travel in the country. All right, another news. A Christian radio and TV host who was known for mocking people who died of AIDS has died of COVID-19 at age 62. Denver Bible Church pastor Bob 
Enyart made local headlines last year when he sued his state over its mask mandate, and then this year when he called for a boycott of the COVID-19 vaccines. A pastor at the Denver Bible Church, Enyart made the families of people who died of AIDS angry in the 1990s when he would gleefully read their obituaries on his show, Bob Enyart Live, and call them sodomites. He would then play another one, Bites the Dudes, by Queen. I have nothing left to say about this guy. He's a filthy pig. Should have gotten vaccinated. Rest in peace, sir. Should have gotten vaccinated. Well, and actually, that's very rude. I don't want to say that. No, I don't. I don't wish harm on anybody. I know. I was the, being the nasty. Vile, vile, it's just horrible so mean. things he said to our community and about our community and those dying of AIDS and ridiculing them on so live on air is just beyond ugly. Beyond forgiveness for me. Um, I hope his family finds peace. Yeah. And I hope he finds peace somewhere wherever he is now. Yeah. All right, let's do some weather. It's going to be a high of 108 in La Quinta, 108 in Cathedral City, 99 in Sacramento, 84 in Chicago, 88 in Atlanta, 70 in Seattle, 82 in Kansas City, and 106 in Palm Springs. Now give us a veep of the day. Between stimulus and response, there is a space. In that space is our power to choose our response. Amen. Sometimes take a deep breath and take a beat and then respond. Love it. All right, coming up, my good friend from America's Got Talent, Brian Justin Crum, is joining us to talk about a very queer show he's putting together with Drag Race's very own Katya Vicky Fox, and he's joining us next. I'm going to be real honest with you, Michaela Gordon. One of the things that was the biggest struggle for me through the early sort of season of the pandemic, the quarantine season, right, uh, was not being able to connect with our community, and not be able to see live performances. Yes. Uh, and you've got a special someone here on the line right now that is going to help us do both in the Los Angeles area in just a couple of nights. And you're also involved. Why don't you take it away? Honey, I'm gagged. Okay, well, we've had this beautiful guest on our show before uh, when he was gracing America's Got Talent. But now he has a brand new very queer show, Reverie, coming this Thursday at the Globe here in Los Angeles. Help me welcome Brian Justin Crum to the show. Welcome. Ooh, roaring applause. Good yes. morning. Good morning. Okay, so let's <laughs> get to time. it. Because first of all, I uh, this is the second time you're doing this show. The first was such a success, but I didn't get to be a part of the first one. But it was so iconic. You're bringing it now to the Globe. For people that don't know what Reverie is and what to expect. Tell our listeners. So it's this really beautiful, immersive, queer experience. It's marrying all the different queer art forms like ballroom and drag and musical theater and music and dance. It really is bringing all different aspects, burlesque, onto one stage and and telling a story. There's kind of like this through line story that happens and you meet all these like fun, random, crazy characters along the way. The music is insane. The talent is insane. We have Katya Zamo from Drag Race. Sean Wesley, who's the host of Legendary. Oh, I'm obsessed with that show. Yes, and he's actually premiering his new house, the House of Basquiat, <gasps> at our show, which is going to be a mega moment. The Vicky Fox, Michaela Gordon, the Disco Daddy. It really is like the premier queer talent of Los Angeles coming together Listen, on one stage. My, my biggest concern is my look right now. Like, I don't even know what I'm I wearing know. because there's going to be so many looks. And I'm like, I can't compete. I just can't. I don't, I don't have enough time. I'm really busy this week. But I'm going to be there. Um, and I'm bringing a little just crew. Just put on something that sparkles, honey. Okay, okay. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. I will tell you this. Deshaun, honestly, I will say on Legendary, sometimes, you know, as, as, a, as a TV host and radio host, I see certain talent on certain shows. And I'm like, eh, I could do that better. And I become 
kind I, I could become like a bit of a bitter Betty. Deshaun is literally one of the most talented hosts I've ever seen on TV. And that's not yeah. even that's not even where his true talent lies. What can we expect from their ballroom sort of grand uh, introduction to the world? Well, I don't want to give away all their secrets, but <laughs> they are going to be doing a huge performance as the house and then they're also we're also going to create a ball <sighs> at the after party where they are going to take over the mic Deshaun is going to host the house down booth Gagaki Ki ah! and they're going to give a very spectacular moment in the show and in the post after show which we have Victor Rodriguez who is like an iconic disco DJ um, spinning the after party we also have a very very special surprise guest DJing the pre-show which, for legal reasons, I cannot announce, but is a very dear friend of Katya Zamo's. Oh, my God, love! And, um, she will be uh, spinning the pre-show. So uh. I'm sure you all could guess who it is, but I'm not going to say it. John, say it, John, say it. <laughs> now, listen, I'm obviously in the show. I'm in the rehearsals. It's so iconic. Quickly, was this a brainchild coming out of the pandemic? Because so many people were so stressed last year, not being able to be on stage. This idea is so beautiful. The photography that was done was from FX's very own. Uh, it's you put in so much. Yes, and it's beautiful. Uh, how did it come yeah. about? Yeah, so, you know, for me, I grew up doing musical theater and did musical theater professionally on Broadway for years before I went on America's Got Talent. And then for the past five years, post-AGT life, I've been touring by myself. And, you know, throughout the pandemic, it really made me take a step back and refocus my energy on what about performing and what about singing and music makes me feel whole and feeds my soul. And what I realized is I really miss the sense of community and being able to share the stage with my friends and share the stage with people whose talent I can learn from and I can grow from. And I realized that there isn't really a space for queer artists here in Los Angeles outside of like bar venues where we can perform. And, you know, having the, the tech capabilities of really making your dreams come true as a performer adds so much. So we wanted to create a safe space for queer artists to have all the bells and whistles in order to like really show what they do as artists and performers. And that's kind of what started this brainchild of mine and my producing partner, Astra Yang, um, to, to kind of create that space. And we did it last month and it was such a success and so full of love and light and energy. And the audience was just so many different people from so many different walks of life, identity, expressions, race. It was just a community of all queer people and, and allies as well. So it we couldn't not do it again and we're bringing it to a bigger space where we have even more capabilities and we're going to set this place on fire. Listen, I'm yes. telling you, I'm gagging right now. As I'm talking to you, I'm literally texting my friend saying we need to get our tickets right now. I'm, I'm genuinely yes. just texting a friend of mine. Uh, for those who can't be here in Los Angeles, who can't come Thursday night, is there going to be, are you going to have snippets? You're going to have performances up on YouTube or Instagram or anywhere else where they can like see what they're missing. Yeah, so, you know, we're going to obviously release some snippets and all that kind of stuff, and there will be, like, little teaser videos. And we're, we're going to plan for a December show that will be, like, you know, Reverie in the Globe, like a Christmas Globe at Aww. the Globe. And, and I think we are going to live stream that one. So, oh, yes. you know, we're going to make the show. We wanna, we've gotten so much feedback that there's so many people out across the world that really want to experience this. 
and we don't want to limit it to just Los Angeles audience. So we're going to we're going to find ways to share the show, you know, across the world. Um, I'm so honored, Brian, Justin, come to be your friend and to be a part of this iconic show. I'm so proud of you. I, I really do encourage everybody to make sure. Tell us where they can get tickets, honey, really fast. Yeah, so if you go to my Instagram, Brian Justin Crum, the link is in my bio, um, so you can check it out there. It's on Sea Tickets, um, is that's the the ticket service website, um, and you can search Reverie in there, and it should pop up. But I don't know if it's on your. It's Michaela, in mine but, too. You can go to the okay. link in my bio as well. Of course, there are also my IG stories. We'll be posting all day. Channel Q will make a post as well, so you'll be able to find your tickets. Can't wait to see you later, honey. Thank you again. Yes, thank you. I'll see you in a little bit. See you in a little bit. All right, coming up, we're talking Red, White, and Q. Sammy Garrett-Pate joins us to talk about the recall happening today and Biden supporting Governor Newsom next. Tell me something good. Listen. The country's on pins and needles right now, not just here in the state of California, as the recall election of Gavin Newsom is finally here. Uh, This could impact the entire nation. People are a little bit emotional today. We get it. So let's wrap things up. Let's close out our show with some positive news to send our listeners off into their day with a little bit of hope in their hearts. How about that? Amen. Well, a four-year-old puppy saved his elderly owner's life and has been named South Korea's first ever oh, excuse me. honorary rescue doll. Oh, you want to be a hero or something? His name is Baikgu, I believe is how we pronounce that. <laughs> Baikgu's owner is a 90-year-old woman who suffers from dementia was reported missing after she fell unconscious in a field. The woman lives in South Korea's Hongjong County and was missing for 40 hours until she was found in the middle of a rice field, about two kilometers or about one and a half miles from her home. If you've ever seen a rice field, um, they are very wet and the green uh, the, 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 uh, that grows out of the ground, actually, like the stem or the, the, the leaf part of it, I guess, can be very high. Mm-hmm. So if she were to fall, not only could she be lost for a while, she could also drown. A lot of water. Gosh. You, can, you can drown in an inch of water. So the search crew sent out a thermal drone, which detected the woman and her life-saving pup. The woman is now recovering in the hospital, and authorities authorities give credit to her dog for saving her life. Wow. Stayed with her until they came and saved her. Wow. Dogs are incredible. I love it. Dogs are incredible. They're so cool. Well, listen, dogs are incredible. Animals are incredible. And so is Billie Eilish. Now, she looked stunning last night in Oscar de la Renta, but it's what she did before she put the gown on that is getting all the buzzworthy news. She made a deal with Oscar de la Renta that she would wear the gown that was so beautiful if they agreed to stop selling fur. Wow. And they did. What? And so she wore the gowns, one outside of the Met Gala and one inside a beautiful red number. Um, And so, you know, she's a vegan. She's a very big animal rights activist. And um, this is a very big deal. Turns out you can teach an old dog new tricks. Yeah. This younger generation is pretty cool. And the things that they're getting the older generation to sort of shift on and make changes to, it's really, really fascinating. A thousand percent. I love it. I think it's really great. 
And uh, I'm excited for this new generation. And there are so many fantastic, gorgeous, beautiful faux furs nowadays. Yeah, you don't need the real Get fur. Get the fake stuff. All right, well, this uh, <clears throat> Tell Me Something Good was brought to you by McDonald's at any moment that can give you sweet relief. It's a moment to look forward to. Now for a limited time at McDonald's, get a small McCafe pumpkin spice latte, hot or iced, for just $2. Prices may vary. Uh, we have a great show for you tomorrow. Uh, we've got Vicky Vox joining us. She is a queer icon, and I'm so excited to talk with her about the new show, Reverie, I'm also in coming up. Uh, so for now, take care of yourselves. Wash your hands, wear your masks. Uh, good luck with the recall tonight, and we'll see you tomorrow. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 